sack, magical sack. Where could you be? Magical sack, magical sack. Come and play with me. Magical sack, magical sack. You are so ace. Magical sack, magical sack. Come in my face. Hello and welcome to the Black Anus Horror Podcast. What's been going on? Let's see. Obama made it illegal to hunt wolves from a helicopter. Really? From a helicopter? Yes. You know when you see those stickers on Tupperware that's like, do not put the baby in the Tupperware or like equally idiotic things and you think somebody had to have done that for them to put that warning on there. Apparently, it was necessary to outlaw Hunting wolves from a fucking helicopter. That's quite amusing, considering our last episode was about the thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that this was a major issue facing America at the minute. I didn't realize that people hunted wolves from helicopters. But it doesn't seem like it should be legal, so I guess I'm okay with it. <laughs> I wonder if he's just finally watched the thing and was like, you know, that they really shouldn't do that. <laughs> well, obviously, it was a big enough problem that a law had to be passed, you know. Does that mean that all this time, throughout American history, since the invent of the helicopter, there have been people hunting from helicopters? Well, you can't really call it hunting, can you? I mean, it's not hunting, is it? You're just hovering around in a helicopter shooting things. That's not really, you It's know. more straight-up execution. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the whole ducks in a barrel type situation. Just slow, slow down. Slow down, all right? Stop screaming and fucking shouting. Hello, and how is everyone doing? Sorry, I know it's a strange thing to have started the show on to just go into that hi we're black Annis. how are you good i just had to I, it just blew my mind a little bit that 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 was a thing and it was such a problem that it had to be made illegal they had to make a specific law to keep people from doing it quite random and an interesting <laughs> way to start this episode sorry guys couple of things to talk about before we get started when we first started this podcast i featured um a little segment talking about a scare attraction. And I have it in the last few episodes. But being that we're leading up to Halloween, and if you think it's too early to talk about Halloween stuff, then, you know, you're just a negative person. <laughs> well, hopefully we don't do a Halloween special at Christmas this year. No, we won't. We're going to actually do it on time this year. You um, say that now. No, it's going to happen. It's going to happen, because I want to do a Christmas special this year. We've never done one. But... I thought I would pick a scare attraction to talk about on the episodes leading up to Halloween. The one I'm talking about first is called Cursed. It's in Essex. It's the eighth year running of this event, which we have not been to, but I really want to go to it, but I don't I don't think we'll be able to get down there this year. But it's eight different scare mazes in combination, so you go through eight different mazes, not like separate rooms, but separate mazes that are all connected. It won Scare Award 
Best Costume and Set Design in 2015. It was nominated for the Best UK Multi-Part Halloween Event this year, 2016. And... The reason I picked it to talk about is because they have they have issued a call out for actors. So if you are around Essex and you want to take part as an actor in the attraction, then hit them up. Hit them up online. They were they are looking for people. So, and uh, a scare event is only as good as the actors involved. So go fuck shit up. <laughs> October the sixth through the ninth at the Odeon Printworks in Manchester. Grimfest is going to be happening. There's loads of movie premieres. There's Q and A's. They're playing a bunch of remastered classics. They've got the the submissions have ended now, but they were taking submissions from indie filmmakers to send in their films to, to be played, shorts and feature length. But they're not taking submissions anymore. The lineup is going to be announced on the second of September. So when we when the lineup is announced the next episode we do after that i'll i'll talk a little bit more about and the same people this has absolutely nothing to do with horror but i felt it was my duty to let you guys know same duty yeah same theater in manchester same people doing it cage fest volume two it's taking place September 11th. It is all Nicolas Cage movies all day long. They are playing Wild at Heart. They're playing The Rock, Bad Lieutenant, and Vampire's Kiss. For the full marathon, it's only 15 pounds. That's a whole lot of cage rage. That, that's so much Nicolas Cage. <laughs> 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 and what kind of a podcaster would I be if I didn't let people know that they could get a lifetime's worth of Nicolas Cage? All in one place. Well, it's uh, not really it a lifetime's worth, is it? Cage overload. <laughs> Uh, we have to get you, the sweat vests on and the bullets ready. Right. If if you only wanted to see one or two of the films, for individual films, they're only charging a fiver. But for the full marathon, it's 15 quid. So that's happening. <laughs> also, I want to send congratulations out to Kiss the Goat's Jeffrey X. Martin. His first full-length novel was released called Hunting Witches, which I've not read yet. And it's driving me crazy. It's on my Amazon wish list. And as soon as I get a paycheck, I'm going to be buying it. But uh, I haven't read it yet. But it's been nominated for a SIBA award. Okay, it's probably S-I-B-A, but it's a SIBA award. <laughs> uh, it's a 70s-inspired horror about witches, and it looks awesome. And I just wanted to congratulate him for, for that nomination on his first novel. I mean, most people write their first novel and no one even reads it. You know, <laughs> let alone get, no- get nominated for any kind of anything. Last thing I wanted to mention, can you, t- can you guys tell I've been just messing about online for ages? <laughs> Last thing I wanted to mention is a video game called Scorn that looks awesome. We are going oh, the to... the trailer for that looked brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. We're going to be posting the trailer on the Facebook group whenever we release this episode. Uh, it is still in development. Yeah, it's only an alpha at the moment. But, oh my god, it looks so cool. It's all it's it's an atmospheric first-person horror adventure. So it's not another survival horror game. I mean, it kind of is, but not really. You um, are the alien by the look of it as well. Are you? Is that what you're meant to be? You're meant to be the alien? It, it looks that way. Cool. The graphics and everything, I mean, it, it looks like you're being... You, you're being thrown into a world made of Geiger paintings. I mean, it, it looks just living Geiger paintings to me. Or Geiger. We're not going to get into the pronunciation no, we're argument. we're not going to get into the Geiger <laughs> thing. But yeah, the whole world is just that. It is like his artwork come to life. And it is. It's, it's, 
Check out the trailer for Scorn. It is amazing. Yeah, well, we're posting the trailer on the Facebook group when we release the episode, so you can find it there. It's going to be released in two parts. The first half of it is going to be called Dacian, and it's meant to be out next year. And I'm not sure about the second part, but check out the trailer. I mean, if you're if you're into games and stuff, check out the trailer and, and uh, tell us what you think, because we think it looks fucking awesome. And it's not one of those where every single creature you see is out to kill you. Some things will try to attack you, some things won't. So, should be fairly interesting. I, I want to play it just for the graphics, though, to be honest. I mean... Very pretty game. <laughs> Very pretty. Oh, yeah. It's it's how I pictured, like, if they were going to release a Hellraiser video game, that's how I imagined it looking. You know, but it doesn't have Cenobites in it, obviously. But, yeah. So, that's about all I've got to chat about at the start of this episode. Just random little bits and bobs I found during the week. So on to tonight's episode, or this month's episode. So right, enough of all the random bits and bobs I've found on the internet in the past week while I've been just at home bored. On to Black Anis, episode 6. Tonight we tackle the most dangerous man in Britain. With our Danny Dyer double. I fuck it, bollocks oh to it. Right, first up in the Danny Dyer double. Uh, for those of you who don't know who Danny Dyer is, <laughs> is it Dyer or yes, Dwyer? it's Dyer, D-Y-E-R. I hear people pronounce it both ways. Yeah, they're pronouncing it wrong. If, okay, for those of you who don't know who Danny Dyer is, he is a British actor that is infamous for playing the hard man. He's a proper hard man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bring it in it. Yeah, East London. East London hard bastard. Yeah. But, but not really. But he's Just not really at all. Yeah. <laughs> he's like spent the last few years being a barman in his dentist. <laughs> and so we are doing two of his movies tonight. Uh, we're going to be talking about Doghouse. And Severance. Hello? Hello. Who is this? Who are you trying to reach? I don't know. Oh, I think you've got the wrong number. I'm gonna hang up. Wait, don't hang up. What's that noise? Popcorn? You're making popcorn. Uh huh. I only eat popcorn when I listen to podcasts. I'm about to listen to a podcast. Oh, really? Which one? Probably the podcast on Haunted Hill. Is that the one with the two guys with the beards? Uh, yeah, Dan and Gav. Dan and Gav, yeah. That podcast was scary, I liked it. Most episodes they look at two different horror movies. Each episode they look at a world of a strange, where they look at weird things from around the world. Sometimes they even do special episodes where they look at different genres or directors' discographies and talk about them. Do you have a boyfriend? Maybe. So where can I find the podcast on Haunted Hill? Well, you can go to legionpodcast.com, Facebook, Twitter, or just go into iTunes and search for the podcast on Haunted Hill. So, are you going to ask me out? Drinks and be gone for the night 
Looking for something different in your podcast library? Then why not check out the podcast Under the Stairs? I'm the host Duncan McLeish and joining me each week will be a special guest as we examine some classic old school horror favourites as well as some modern classics. That's not to say that we don't tackle some of the, let's say, more questionable entries into the horror genre. And if all that wasn't enough, we have a subset of shows called Baz V Horror, where our horror novice, The Baz, tackles horror in all shapes and forms. To see who will come out victorious. So what are you waiting for? The show can be found at podcastunderthestairs.wordpress.com and on Stitcher and iTunes. The Podcast Under The Stairs is a proud member of Legion Podcast Network. This is Duncan McLeish from Under The Stairs, signing off. I'll be back on Monday. And have the locks changed before then? I'm going. The first weekend my parents visit in years, and you're just gonna go! I'm not a bloody prostitute! Sorry. This is our second date. What is your name again? You should have seen him in his glory days. We're going to bring you back from the queen. No smoking. Shut up. So what's in the weird little village like movie that you can't find in London? What do you mean weird? Just a dead end in the middle of the woods. Please tell me you took a wrong turn. I told you the place was a dead end. We're going to find a pub. We're going to drink till we pass out. Women love me. Really? <laughs> Don't go in the woods. What's in the woods? Everything you've ever been afraid of. <laughs> There's something else. This just gets better and better, doesn't it? <laughs> an army of pissed off, man-hating, feminist cannibals. I really like the one with the axe. She's, She's married. married. What do we do now? We do what everyone else does when they're facing their own mortality. Run. We're not just dealing with a few insane women anymore. In case you've forgotten, the reason we brought Vince out here was to try and convince him that all women are not out to get him. Yeah, thanks for that, lads. You're so sexy, Tiara. Why don't we forget about this? <laughs> this finger food. Right, so Doghouse, 2009. Ben, would you like to give us a little a little synopsis, a little quick... Uh, I'll do my bestest breakdown <laughs> of the movie. A few friends, uh, one of them is recently getting divorced from his wife and they decide to take him away to help him forget things to this... What's the name of the little village? Uh, Moodly. Moodly, yes. The little village called Moodly. And they're all there in the pub and they take a little minibus out there. And this village is literally in the middle of nowhere. And it's supposed to have like 20 women to every one man population. So that's where they're taking him to forget about it. Oh, yeah. And they get there and this whole place is just deserted until all the women turn up, all zombie and monstified, trying to kill everybody. And there's. All the men are dead. <laughs> and were there. <laughs> and yeah, all hell breaks loose, and they find out it's like government or non-government organisation has been doing tests on women to make them like warfare. 
Yeah, it's meant to be like a like a biological weapon, like a virus that only affects women. Yeah, so this place is like a testing ground. But yeah, they um, managed to survive in numerous ways, dressing up as women. They managed to kill a few of them. And then the women, uh, was it at a certain time, they mutate into phase two and get faster and stronger and nastier. Yeah, that's when they get all monstery. Yeah. I like phase two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, so it progresses through, obviously, this whole survival thing in very silly ways, a lot of it. They, um, yeah, there's a lot of really good They manage to rewire up the PA system, which has this frequency which only women can hear, which freezes them in their tracks. But I'll leave it there for the ending, I think. But, yeah, it's fun, fun one to watch. Right, so we, ha- we have a group of friends, as Ben said. Obviously, one of them's Danny Dyer, who plays the complete balland. Yeah, the complete prick. That's you know the womanizing, chauvinistic dickhead. He really is. Yeah, <laughs> and, and his mates obviously know he's like that and take the piss out for him. He's like, oh, you haven't got your Porsche here with you now, you know. <laughs> well, okay. Here's the thing. This this movie got a bit of criticism because it's sexist. I mean, the premise is. I mean, it, it is. But and and they say the women. Right? They're like, oh, these are like caricatures of women. There's a hairdresser uh, with scissors. There's a bride. The there's a fat chick, chick. There's a giant goth Viking chick who looks fucking She's awesome. She's amazing. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's, it's like, oh, well, these aren't like real women. They're caricatures that are zombies. And for those of you guys who were at Horicon in Rotherham in July, you may have seen Emily Booth there, who is in this movie, as the hairdresser, the snipper, the one with the scissors. But if you look at the guys, right, you have, okay, you've got Denny Dyer's character, who we already said was the chauvinist, like, womanizing one, right? And then you have the divorced guy that's meant to be your all-rounder. He's like your average Joe. You've got Matt, who's the nerdy one that works at the comic book store, and he's all into Evil Dead, and... You know, he's skinny and he's dorky and things like that. You've got the gay friends as well. You've got the gay friend, yeah. You've got the um, the one guy that's like a man-child, like the video games, and he's got a girlfriend. And he, like, because at the beginning when they all leave, it shows all of their partners. Obviously, the gay one's got a boyfriend and the rest have girlfriends, and they're all pissed off that they're leaving and just being complete bitches about it. And uh, when she tries, when he tries to leave... And she tries to take her engagement ring off, and he super glued it to her finger. Like, that kind of childish... Yeah, that's <laughs> Like, little boy in a man's body guy, you know. So, the, the men in this movie are male caricatures as well. So, I think that the criticism about the women being caricatures... Everyone in this fucking movie is a caricature. Yeah, the whole thing is done <laughs> that way. They're, they are all the stereotypes yeah. of both sexes absolutely absolutely and they do run into a military guy while they're in the village because it's the it's the man child one the one with the playstation and stuff that gets and and don't get me wrong i'm not saying because you own a playstation you're a man child because we've got two we've got a ps4 downstairs and a ps3 in our bedroom so you know and it isn't just for ben <laughs> so you know it's that's... mostly just for ben <laughs> i think i'm on it more than you are what level? Yeah. What level? Are, what level is your new start over character on Fallout Four? Oh, he's only level like nine, but it's my third run through. Mine's forty one. Yeah, but my other one's like <laughs> sixty four. Anyway, um, I'm just using it as an identifier. That's it. But he's the first one that encounters the women zombies, and he encounters the bride who's in a backyard, 
uh, with a gutted dog eating intestines and stuff and roaring at him. And then you have your intellectual guy that's working on, I love that he's working on this golf therapy, these like therapeutic tapes that he listens to. Anytime things get stressful, he puts his headphones on and it's this soothing woman's voice. It's like, everything is okay. Death is a natural part of life. And nothing to fear. Like just I, I want those audio tapes. I you know, I I did I looked for podcasts and, and like guided meditation things and stuff to see if I could find one like it because it did seem really relaxing, but I couldn't find anything that was as good as what he was listening to. But, you know, PlayStation Guy encounters the bride first, and it's almost like they um It's almost like the women are almost a monstrous personification of their fears. You know, he's engaged, and he's got this bride going after him. The comic book guy, you know, he fears that he's not, because he likes toys and action figures and comic books, that he's not properly a man, and he gets... Attacked by the giant goth. The giant goth, yeah, it plays into that whole fear of castration and things like that, you know. The womanizer gets attacked by the really big, giant, fat woman. You know, I mean, it's... Oh, she proper messes him up, though, as well, doesn't she? She, oh, she has God, him tied yeah. to a chair. She she cuts off one of his... Well, a couple of his fingers with one of them, like, chicken... Oh, them yeah. carvers, electric carvers, and, like, starts eating it in front of him. Yeah, oh, God, you'd be so ill. The whole scene <laughs> just makes you, like, a bit... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty gross. <laughs> And then later on, he falls into the through the roof of a house, and it's these three S and M women, two submissives and a dom, and they start fighting over who gets to eat him, and everything. But it's you know it's that personification of each of the individual men's fears about women that seem to be represented here you know I mean I could be thinking too much into it but that's just what it seems like to me you know it does seem that way very much so <laughs> it makes you wonder do all men have something they fear about women then I don't know do we all have that fear of the superwoman who's everything we fear in a woman yeah but what would that be just I, like being I'm a, a cannibal because that's her. pretty scary <laughs> I think that's a logical fear to have, cannibal women. <laughs> all, all men have a fear of a certain type of woman. I, I just took it one step further and put a ring on it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just refer to me as it? Oopsie. Cool, <laughs> oh, fucking hell, she's a raving thing. How'd you pull that? <laughs> but overall, it's a fun movie. Uh, we have a lot of fun with it. We watched it several times. Like, we didn't even need to rewatch it before we recorded because we remember everything. And they, and again, some of the criticism about it being sort of sexist and saying, well, because if you go inside, right, and they can't see you, then they kind of forget about you. Because they're like, oh, well, they're not very bright. They just, they forget about you. But, okay, at the end, when Ben mentioned earlier, you know, they tap into this frequency that causes them to freeze in their tracks they like pause and they're stuck there and it's controlled by a button and what do these motherfucking men do press the button yeah they sit there and mess around with it until it breaks and and, and lo and behold it it is danny die that causes all the problem he's there going oh check this out 
beep and they come running at him and then he beeps it again just as they're about to attack him and he's like standing next to him like taking the photo oh, like, right next to him pressing it and stopping it again just before they get hold of him which and, I'm sorry again sexist but you could totally see I'm sorry I've had a lot yeah, of guy friends well, in my life <laughs> from the first time we watched this movie First, as soon as we saw that scene, Misty literally just turned to me and just went, "I can totally see you doing that." Oh God, yeah. And then it <laughs> and breaks, I kind of was of like, course. "Yeah, maybe." <laughs> <laughs> but I think what this movie is really about is men finding their own identity in a healthy way by fighting zombies. But the conclusions that they come to at the end are just like, you know, I'm j- instead of doing what society tells me I should do to uh, to please. A woman I'm just gonna be myself and they can take it or leave it and I think that's good advice because so many people get into these fucking relationships where they you know they're fake these are not the real people that they fall they in are. love with the caricature yeah and, and a lot of times it's both of them and then they're totally surprised why months down the road they can't stand each other because all of that has fallen away and they've got they've seen each other for the real people that they are the real person they don't like it and they don't like it and they want to change it and things like that and it's like no dude if you're gonna be with somebody be with somebody that you like for who they are because otherwise it's fucking pointless there's plenty how many people are on this planet now like seven point something billion. Yeah, odds are there's gonna be one motherfucker out of all of them. Yeah. So I mean, basically, I think <laughs> what it's trying to say is, if you're always yourself and then somebody likes you for that, then they will always like you. Exactly, exactly. There's no reason to pretend to be. I mean, I mean, we all do it a little bit. I remember when I first met Ben, I was like, I don't eat food. Oh, uh, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a movie, though. I mean, there's the. Um, you find out that the, the mastermind who's like in charge of it all in because you find out this is just one of the locations where they're doing this testing she's like the mayor of the town at this point they've all oh we forgot about the other dude the, the spouse with the 18 van yeah they've got the one they've got another caricature the friend that's that's chubby that's got the van and it's late the, everywhere the friend with the crappy van the one that forgets everything, like, goes out of his house and leaves his cigarettes and his keys and his fucking phone and everything, and then his band breaks down, and so he arrives late, and he's got no fucking idea what's and, and going on. when he turns up, though, they're all fuck, kinds of fucked up. And yeah. They're all like, we can finally escape. You come with the car, got in your van. They're all like, they walk around this big sign that's falling around like they can finally escape. And he's in his lone car, <laughs> which is a two-seater smart car. Yeah, it's this tiny little smart car. And they're like, oh, we can sit on each other's laps. And it's like, it's, there's no way, dude. <laughs> but I don't know. I used to drive an 84 Nissan Sentra back when I was like 16. And I fit loads of punks in there. I fit like 10 people in that car. I mean, you can do it. a smart car. You could fit like four, like volume-wise. <laughs> one by one you know people start to die and i think how do i put this i i i don't want them to die like you know i think it's written well enough to where i care about the characters except for danny dwyer's character but even then i'm kind of like you know rooting for him a bit because they i don't know there's something endearing about these guys you're kind of rooting for them even though i'd really like to be rooting for the zombie women yeah, no, I mean, they have just kind of wandered into this completely fucked up situation. Yeah, they end up in a church and everything, and that's when Matt takes a sword to the chest, which is sad. Poor bastard! Yeah, that, that, that's probably the harshest 
killing the movie, to be honest, because he's the one person you just like. No. Yeah, he's like he. The poor man. Yeah, no, he's he's like so sweet and. Sorry, bollocks. Has he got any balls about him? You know, he's got his comic books. Who's gonna run the comic book store now? Oh no. <laughs> you know, and as far as I'm concerned, he's the most dateable of all of them. He's the only one that would get my number, but he's got a fucking comic book store. Specializes in Evil Dead. I know. <laughs> That's his big rant right at the beginning of the movie is about the you know, the art of Evil Dead and how amazing it is. And, yeah. And that instantly makes you think he's amazing. Absolutely. I mean, I think it, it, it's got a lot of humor. It's got some decent gore in it. And it's overall just fun. It's a good time, this movie. It is what it is, you know. Not It's not meant to be overthought. Let's not get into any sort of deep message of the movie or anything like that even though we kind of have even yeah I think we went quite far into that actually which is weird because it's fucking doghouse I know it's like the last movie I would ever think yeah. that I would go on to think about but like as I start talking about it it's it's just I don't know things start clicking into place in my brain <laughs> yeah but it is one of those movies you can it, it, it's a sit down just like have blood a drink. and gore zombie monster fun movie to watch they are way cooler after they evolve into phase two. Yeah. Um, Bubbles. It, in it, Bubbles is the big fat bird that goes after Danny Dyer. Over, uh, over, yeah, Bubbles. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. They hit her with a bus later on. That's great. <laughs> oh, she completely disintegrates. But it's the bit where she jumps on one of them. It's oh, the God. One, it? Oh, God, him. yeah. Poor bastard. Poor bastard. Yeah, he, he falls off a fucking roof, doesn't he? And then she just, like, lands on him. And you're like, God damn. <laughs> oh, I, I, I always forget about that. The, the dentist. The oh, dentist God, lady. Because she's got, she's got like, the... the, the mask over her face uh, and he, she, he pulls it down uh, Matt does anyway, she's attacking it she's got these gigantic I mean gigantic horse teeth who the fuck would dentist. go to a dentist with teeth it's like just, that it's Matt reacts he's just like oh look at your teeth <laughs> who would trust a dentist with teeth like that to work on their teeth yeah. I if I go to a dentist far they away. better have pearly white perfect I mean, it, teeth yeah they better be immaculate because if they don't look after their own sure as hell I'm not fucking my mouth I know right god damn it was gnarly. <laughs> she put Mr. Ed to shame. Oh, God, yeah. Hello. I'm Mr. Ed. A horse is a horse, of course, of course, and no one can talk to a horse, of course. That is, of course, unless the horse is the famous Mr. Ed. But overall, I, I, I really liked the friendship that these guys have. I like the relationship that they have with each other. At the end, you know, the, the one that gets squished by the big fat ham legs beast, he gets taken to the nest, and they think he's dead. And eventually, when they do get on the bus and start to escape, they're out of town, and they get a call on the walkie-talkie from him. And they fucking turn their asses around. You know, drive back right into like, the yeah, pit of zombies. Let's go get him. <laughs> yeah, go get him. They're just like, Save fuck the it, you're not going to get left behind. And also the dude's lighter. The main guy, the one that's getting a divorce. His paw print lighter, his symbol. Yeah, it's, it's the symbol of his manhood. But he loses it throughout the entire movie. And, and you never know who's times. got it at the time, doesn't it? Yeah, several times he loses it. But one of his boys always gets it and returns it to him every single time. You know? So yeah, little things like that. It just they make them. It makes it makes this group very believable 
you know, you could you get the you, you feeling can, that they grew that up they together. Yeah, you can you know. see their friends. It's not just made up. Yeah, whereas a lot of movies, you get presented with a friend group and you're like, these people don't like each other. Why are these people hanging that, that's out? Most, that's <laughs> most sort of teen slasher movies nowadays. Oh, God, yeah. Every time I watch some of the later ones nowadays, you're just like, they don't know each other, they don't care about each other. They These people would not hang out no. at all. Yeah. This, you can say, like, no, they're, they're, they're like, they're like, you know, met when they were younger, they're all like football mates, that sort of group, you know. Yeah, yeah. And they have sort of grown up in the same area. They probably started out, they've gone sort of separate ways as they got older, but you can you can see and feel that they are still all mates and keep in contact all the time. Oh, yeah, definitely. And they're there for each other, you know. I mean, every single one of them risked a breakup of some sort just being there because they were they were going to be there for their friend and fuck the consequences, you know? So, yeah, what, what, what do you think, Ben? Would you recommend it? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I, I do love this movie. It is, I mean, I, like I said, we said at the beginning, we've watched it numerous times. Yeah. And, th- and there's a lot of movies out there I wouldn't give the light of day, but no, this I've watched several times, and yeah, I would recommend it, definitely. Yeah, me, I'm going to agree. Yeah, I'm going to definitely agree with you. Uh, it, it's a good watch, and it's, uh, honestly, any time one of my friends has a breakup, I've said honestly a lot in this fucking review. Honestly, I think you have. I think you should honestly edit a lot of these honestlys out. I honestly think I won't. <laughs> Especially this bit, I, I honestly say I won't get in. <laughs> but there, there's some good kills in it, um, and I... Every single time one of my friends has a breakup, they always you, come. Yeah. They and, always come to my house. And you put this movie on forum. And I put this movie on forum every time. Doesn't matter. You've had a breakup. Come hang out. We'll have a drink. We're gonna watch some doghouse, and just we're just gonna bitch. We're just gonna bitch about your ex. We're gonna hang out. We're gonna have fun. And uh, yeah, so definitely a good breakup movie. And a good, it's a good chill out movie too. It's uh, yeah, it's just fun yeah. little film. Yeah, you're having a few drinks with your friends, got a few people hanging around. You want to put our movie on? It's a good one to stick on in the background because you can just turn to it any time. Yeah, a lot of moments you'll be like going, "What the fuck is going on now?" <laughs> but you'll still be entertained by it. You won't lose track of what's really going on because it's just fun all the way through. Yeah. So what are you going to give it, Ben? Uh, I'm I'm struggling between three and four to be honest. Yeah, what, what are you going to go with? I I know this might be a bit surprising to some of our listeners, but I'm going to give it a four, to be honest. I think it's fun. It's lighthearted. The humor works. The monsters are... Uh, the concept I love. I love the whole virus that only affects women and turns them into cannibalistic monsters thing. I, I just... I, I really like it. I think it's great. And You know, yeah, okay. It's gotten some heat. Some people consider it sexist, but I don't really I mean I can I can understand where they're coming from but I don't see it that way I don't I don't see it that way when when he goes on his big moment towards the end where he has that this realization about his ex and he's saying you know I'm not gonna be this person anymore I'm just gonna be myself and everything he puts it on women but really I think that's that's that I have a problem with because it's not women that have trained men to think this way it's Society, It's their parents. It's movies and films and music and stuff that says, this is how you have to act if you want to land a woman. Realistically, it's men that have trained men to be that way. It is. It absolutely is. It's the same as, you know, men not showing emotions and things like that. It's bullshit. Men, hear me now. Just be you. Seriously, if you are in pain, show it. If you are happy, show it. Don't put on an act. If you really need to poop, show it. If you really need to poop, 
totally go go for it. Don't let don't rip. lie. Yeah, let rip. Preferably in a container for easy cleanup. Not in, <laughs> not in the middle of the street, public mall, shopping center. Probably not or a good idea. In a children's playground. Yeah, not a good idea. <laughs> Worst talking bollocks. But that's the point of the whole theory of toxic masculinity, isn't it? It's you don't have to be this. What is it? What is it that they even think? What did you get taught that women wanted? Because I don't know. I'm, don't know. I'm a girl, so I was raised stupid differently. Movies. <laughs> stupid movies. You know, your peers. It's yeah. No, I mean, I mean like what actually? It, it, were you it comes to the whole what thing are you where supposed to do. Well, I don't know. It's like when you see these magazines with women. They always go, "Oh yeah, you're always told to be skinny and beautiful and wear loads of makeup and stuff like." That. With men, it's the same way. We're influenced by everything around us. Is when this is how you're supposed to be, but it's just something you learn through life. It's stupid, but you do. My but, advice to men out there is to ignore it. Ignore all of that. You be you. And eventually, you'll find a man or a woman not that me. likes you, you for you. And fuck anybody that doesn't. Seriously. Fuck that. <laughs> well, on that note, um, I am going to agree with Misty and give it a four. Because the she-beasts do deserve a four. This fucking yes. Just that, yeah, I agree with you. The concept alone on this is brilliant. I do like that. Yeah, it's it, fun. It's a nice twist on the whole zombie monster type thing. The, the virus that's turned them into these monsters and, and I like I like that little twist on it and I really like again this has influenced my score I love their relationship with each other I love their friendship This to me this is a movie about friendship this isn't a zombie movie this is a, a friendship movie and then at the end they all do the Care Bear stare and rainbows come out of their tummies and then they all sing a song and everyone's happy okay that didn't actually happen but no at the end they all, they all run off with the uh, their, their gay friend did a shopping cart like running away from all the monsters because they busted the transmitter and it's just brilliant that's how it ends just freeze frame I, I love that ending too because that is like when you're out on the piss with your friends how I, you fucking think, end up pushing I, I, your friend in the shopping cart I do think cart. that is, is what they kind of meant that is like the end of your night out is always yeah. one guy who can't walk <laughs> in a shopping trolley getting pushed home by his mates yeah and, totally and that is how this movie ends even though it's the one guy who's injured his leg being pushed while they're running away from zombie women yeah but they're laughing their asses off when they're pushing him away they're I know and that, it's that's what joyful. I love about it but yeah brilliant right so that was our review of Doghouse I hope you enjoyed it up next, Severance, after this break. See you in a minute. An Evil Dead TV show? No way. Negan is coming to The Walking Dead. That's awesome. Don't you guys think a werewolf series is long overdue? Oh, hello there. Are you looking for coverage of horror on the small screen that you can't find on any other podcast? Then welcome to Evil Episodes Podcast, where we take an in-depth look at horror around the dial, covering everything from today's hits like The Walking Dead, American Horror Story, and The Strain as well as looking back into the TV Horror Vault to discuss anthologies like Tales from the Crypt, Monsters, Masters of Horror. Yeah, but do any of those shows have werewolves in them? What movies will become a TV series next? Just how many more seasons will every CW show get? Where would they put some damn werewolves on TV? Tune in to Evil Episodes Podcast for all your horror on television needs and more. I need werewolves. Hey, did I mention how Lovecraftian all this actually is? I was lonelier than Kunta Kinte at a Merle Haggard concert that night. I strolled on into Uncle Limpy's home palace looking for love. It had been a while. In fact, 365 had come and went since that midnight run hauling hog to Shaky Town on I-10. I had 
picked up this hitchhiker that was sweating gowns through a pair of Daisy Duke cutoffs and one of those Fruit of the Loom tank tops. Well, that night I lost myself to ruby red lips, milky white skin, and baby blue eyes. The name was Russell. Cheddar cheese log with almonds on Santa Claus's tummy tum. Well, ten beers, twenty minutes, and thirty dollars later, I'm parked in the beef bus in Tuna Town. If you know what I mean. Got the nailer back at her trailer. Hey, <laughs> that rhymes. I have to admit, it was even more of a turn on when I found out she was doing me to buy baby formula. Yes, the lap dance is so much better. Missing children could be so sexy. Did I say that out loud? Yes, the lap 
Officially a Scream Queen. Come play with the rest of us at www.screamqueens.com. That's Queens with a Z. Or you could subscribe to us on iTunes. Either way, it's gonna be fucking fabulous. The Scream Queens Horror Podcast. It's where horror gets witches. And we're back. So I hope you enjoyed the little break. For our next review, we're doing Severance uh, with our special guest host, Dusty. How you doing, man? Hello. How's it going, man? It's going pretty good. Anything? What have you been up to? Man, nothing much. Just, you know, being responsible and all that. Really excited about uh, a couple a couple upcoming horror movies, a couple of upcoming uh, horror games that are about to come out. Super excited. Go on. Enlighten us, young man. <laughs> Well, there's actually one in particular that I'm that, that stands out uh, all between, between all the rest, uh, and it's called Perception. And uh, you actually play as a blind woman in this fucking haunted mansion or whatever. And the you have to the way you get around oh, yeah. is echolocation. Yeah. 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 So, I think yeah. I've seen a trailer for that. Yeah. We've watched a couple of the alpha gameplays as well. It's yeah. like it's like a yeah. It sends a signal out, and everything's all sort of outlined. Like, yeah. yeah. And uh. Allison's Road, which uh, kind of picks Are up where PT Allison's left Road? off. Last I heard, they had they had lost funding or something for it. Are they? They're still, from what I've read, they're still uh, oh, they're still God, going yes. with it, and hopefully it'll fill that silent oh, hill void. Oh my God, yes! Because I was really <laughs> looking forward to it. When I found out that they'd canceled it, I was so disappointed because I really want to play that game. We've ranted about that on previous podcasts as well. Have we? <laughs> 
Yeah, no, that's awesome. I'm so glad they're going through with it. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> right, so perception, something to have a have an eye out for. Allison Record, I'm so stoked about Allison Road now. Yes. <laughs> yes. You should check out, we talked about earlier before you got here, a new video game coming out called Scorn. Yeah. That's meant to be like, uh, it's like an atmospheric horror adventure game, but the, it looks like, from what I've seen of the footage, it looks like you're in a world that's made out of Geiger paintings. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. And, and you're it's the so alien, badass. and like, you change weapons by pulling this bit out of your arm and putting a different one on and stuff. Have you, um, have y'all heard of, uh, We Happy Few? Yes. Oh my god. I, I'm really excited about that one. <laughs> that one seems like it's gonna be genuinely disturbing. Just Yeah. yeah for, for those of you guys, uh, out there listening that have haven't heard of We Happy Few. Dusty, do you want to say a bit about it? Uh, yeah, from what I've, like, understand, I haven't really read that much into it, but, um, from what I've heard and from what I've read, uh, it takes place in this kind of, like, weird alternate, like, what is it, 50s or 20s, you, like, utopia, 60s utopia, you play as, like, a, a downer, is what they call it, and, uh, it's like you're the one that, <laughs> that doesn't take joy, and so you're kind of just kind of mobbed by everybody. It's like the whole world's on Prozac. Right. Kind of thing. <laughs> just like reality. It's just <laughs> All these big happy smiles with their big happy faces. Yeah, and they and they chase you down if you're not constantly happy. Yeah, all the time, and you have to try and blend in. It's it looks pretty badass. Definitely one to keep an eye out for. I know earlier you were talking to me about Outlast Two, and all I know so because excited. I've been I've been trying to stay away from it. I know it's meant to be based on Jonestown. Do so you have seen the gameplay? No, don't spoil it for me. No, I've been I'm purposely not looking because I want to be surprised because I really loved Outlast. It's amazing. What some other reviewers might have said, not naming <laughs> names. <laughs> no, I really, I really liked Outlast, so I'm, I'm pretty stoked for the second one. It looks better than the first. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw that out there, oh, and that's awesome. hard to say. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> any, uh, any horror movies you, uh, you stoked about? Uh, I mean. It says it all, really, doesn't it? Because uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know they're redoing Blair Witch. Oh, I thought that was meant to be a sequel. The Woods, that's a new Blair Witch. Is, is it a sequel? Yeah, it's meant to be. Yeah, that actually looks quite uh, good. Yeah. <laughs> See, I want to be excited about it because I feel like I got a bit cheated with the first Blair Witch because I was living in Dallas at the time and like the two days before it dropped in the theater... Because it was before we really knew about found footage movies. Found footage movies weren't a thing back then. That was like one of the first, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like, technically the first one would probably be like Cannibal Holocaust or something like that. But it was definitely the first. It it kicked off the genre. Right. You know, Blair Witch did. And it was advertised as this is real footage that we found. This is all totally real. And then two days before it was set to release... It got leaked that it wasn't. Yeah. And it yeah. kind of, we were like, oh. So, like, you lied so to I believe. Us. You I, lied. I remember, I remember, like, going through school and everything when I was young, when that, like, first came out and everything. I remember believing it for years that it was a real thing that <laughs> happened. And I would, like, not watch it. <laughs> oh, man. It was, I, I just remember being disappointed with it because I think, I think that's why, though. I think I would have enjoyed it more if I'd either not found out or knew in the first place. You know? Right. And the second one, a lot of people really hate the second one, but I don't think it's that. I've, it's been a long time since I've seen it, to be fair. I saw it when it came out, and I, I, it was all right then. I didn't mind it. I, I thought it was all right. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. yeah, we'll just have to see. I'm curious yeah. about that Lights Out movie, too, because I really loved the short on YouTube. But I, I was, I was going to ask if that was based off that short. Yeah, like it the is. Whole- 
It is okay, they, cool. And it's the same guy that did the short. Like the studio saw it and was like, "Here's yeah. a shitload of money. Make this a feature length." <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious as to how that translates, really. But right. um, but anyway, sorry. No, you're okay. We get chatting and stuff. Uh, <laughs> Severance. Basically, yeah, tell us about it, babe. <laughs> we have a group of people that work for a weapons manufacturing company or a defense company of some sort. It's an American company, but it's like the British branch of it. And they're going out to do this retreat because, again, I've never worked in a corporate setting in America, but over here... To be fair, I've not worked in a corporate setting over here either, but I know people who have. They do these stupid-ass team-building retreats and stuff where they have to go and, like... <laughs> no, most of these... Yeah, it's, it's like a, a company retreat where it's a team-building exercises where they go out, they do paintballing, they do, you know... A lot of them, they do, like, building bridges, they do assault courses and bake cookies and, I don't know, all sorts of shit. They're all very stereotypical in their persona, personas. It never states... I mean, it obviously says who the manager is, and he's obvious because he's an idiot and tries to be in charge, even though he doesn't know what he's doing. Just like damn near every other office manager in existence. <laughs> Um, and you have this sort of sales guy that's really flashy and, and charismatic and a dick. And the more intellectual research and development people. Danny Dyer, who, the reason this movie's on this episode, no fucking idea what he does. I'm guessing because he smokes weed through the whole thing that he's got to be the <laughs> IT guy. I mean, what else can he be? <laughs> so they go, uh, they're going for this team building thing. And instead of going to the lodge that they're meant to be going to... Uh, the bus breaks down because the manager gets in an argument with a bus driver like a dumbass. So he kicks them all off and is like, you know what, you can go fuck yourselves. So they walk through the woods and instead of finding the lodge that they're supposed to be going to, they go to this dilapidated abandoned house. And the manager's like, this is totally the place. And it's like, really, dude? And, um, and they get picked off one by one by a team of what seems to be like ex-Russian military that have just sort of gone crazy and live in the yeah, like forest a, now. psychotic, homicidal break type thing. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, once they started killing, they just couldn't stop, regardless of whether there's a war going on. Fun times. Yeah, that's basically the, the plot of the movie. <laughs> we get, see, I say, like, I think they're Rus like ex-Russian soldiers, because at one point in the movie, they're all sitting around having dinner, and you get, like, three or four different stories of what happened, where they're at... I love the stories. Yeah, the, the black and white <laughs> silent movie version, and then you get uh, what's the the girl's name? Um, she goes through, and hers is actually the more accurate of them all. It's more realistic, and then you get obviously get Danny Dyer's version. Danny Dyer's version is amazing. It's like, yeah, this place used to be a um, yeah, used to be a hospital, and like it was out in the middle of nowhere. So all the nurses were really horny, and yeah, and they're all hot, young. They're all horny super nurses. hot, yeah. And then this guy turned up who just happened to look just like Danny Dyer. Yeah, uh, uh, the hot uh, doctor. <laughs> and apparently he was totally fucked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was pretty it, it was pretty hilarious. Uh, overall, what did you guys think? Dude, are you on Facebook? That's a yes. <laughs> no, I'm not on Facebook. I'm not checking my messages from Almighty Leader. He's going to hear this, dude. <laughs> all hail the bow cloud all hail the bow cloud <laughs> what did what did you think of this 
Disney. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I thought it was pretty cool, especially uh, just uh, a, a really cool thing I liked about it was uh, they represented his drug use very accurately. Oh my god, it was so accurate, wasn't it? Yeah, the auditory hallucinations and everything like yeah. was actually accurate, which is what I thought was pretty cool. The river that flows through the heart of man's daydreams warns only a flood. Yes, uh, it's probably reflective, isn't it? I, I like that. It, <laughs> yeah. It's the first bit where you really see it when he's walking around saying, saying am I wet? Am I yeah, wet? Am I wet? Jeans. Yeah, am I wet? Yeah. She's leading him around on that little bit of string. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not saying I've been in this situation before and done massive amounts of psychedelics several times in my life. But <laughs> if I that, had... But she's not denying it either. <laughs> if I had done such a thing, but you do feel like my arm's wet. You know? <laughs> my shirt's wet. Is my shirt wet? Like, you... Because it just messes with your sense of touch so much. That and you... then you find out you're I wet. swear I've peed myself, but I didn't. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought it was really realistic, too, when he was on Mushrooms. That's probably one of the most realistic depictions I've seen right. of someone being on Mushrooms. Because normally they way over-exaggerate it, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, they so, you know, they, they like, normally oh, always God, do that sort of Beavis and Butthead psychedelic trippy yeah, shit. Exactly. Like, I feel like most movies uh, depict psychedelics like that one friend who's never done it but swears he has and just like makes up all these insane <laughs> things that could not have ever happened. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my God. And then, I, and then I, I, I always wished it was like you know from Pig of Destiny and Jack Black when he's with the Sasquatch. That's Everybody just, wishes it was like I wish that. It was like that. Yeah. That, that'd be amazing. Yes. Floating down world. the strawberry river. Although I'll tell, I'm going to give Jack baby sets. I'm going to give Jack Black credit on that movie because before it goes all super silly and over the top, when he's walking through the forest. And he does that walk, that sort of stumble yeah. walk, while he's looking at his hands and stuff. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but in fairness, they just turned it into a music video. Yeah, well, they had to put that Sasquatch song in there somewhere. Right. Yeah. How else are they going to fit it in the movie? Yeah, they can't just leave it out. Shoehorn it. Anyway. Anyway. Severance. <laughs> the pie. Oh, fucking hell. What? I don't know what the... There's like uh, this really sort of innocent guy uh, in this movie that that's just not bright at all. He isn't blessed. Oh, you feel so sorry for him as well you through do. the whole movie. The, yeah, he gets the worst of it. He's like the signature yeah. from the Evil Dead remake. It's just like, fuck, dude, stop hurting them. There's always that one guy, though, that just yeah. takes mass amounts of damage for no reason. Like, he doesn't even deserve it. <laughs> it's when the first off, though, he's trying to help out and they just, you know, they completely shoot him down all the time. And the bit when they get to this dilapidated shack and he's, like, like, bouncing on the springboard. And then he comes <laughs> see him later on and he's just, like, obviously... It's broken, he's fallen in the water, and he's just covered in leaves and all soaking. See, see I like, like how they did that too, because you're sitting there going, oh man, he's about to fall in there, he's about to fall in there, and then they cut away and show a whole bunch of other stuff, and you're like, oh, well, I guess not. And then it's like, later on, that you see him walk through and he's all wet. Like, and I, thought, I don't know. Shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I like how they did that, where it's just like, yeah. Gordon. Well, Gordon to you too. It's Gordon. The one that falls in the water. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Yeah, Gordon, bless him. He finds this pie in the kitchen and just cooks it for everyone. Just, you don't look. I, I want you guys to listen to my advice. And I know I've given a lot of advice on this episode, and I'm going to give some more. If you just find a pie, don't 
cook it and eat it. Just, just no. Just don't listen it. to her. <laughs> he cooked it. It's good. No. <laughs> It was in foil. It's cooked. Yeah. <laughs> but he they all sit down and here while they're telling this story about the history of this. And then, like, they pull out a ring and then, like, a bit of finger. And you're like, oh. There's a tooth. Yeah. There's it was, a, tooth. Oh, yeah. There's a tooth. Oh, was it Danny Day? You got the tooth. I don't remember who got the tooth, but just don't eat strange pies that you find lying around in abandoned buildings. That's all I got to say. Just leave, right. it. leave it. If you do, cook it. <laughs> oh, he cooked it. He, said, he was like, "Well, I put it in for for, for a right amount of time to cook it." It's like that thing could have been sat there like, for three months. That was a big deal. Like, don't worry, I cooked it. Like, it's... it could have been sat there for three months. And it's obviously filled with human body parts. Yeah. <laughs> I like how no don't one addresses even... that. No one. Yeah. They find the tooth like, and no we're one addresses now. We are like. <laughs> <laughs> You don't just ignore that. Like, you can't walk away from that. Like, you're a fucking cannibal. <laughs> Regardless, if this is like a company retreat, that's me out. You know? No. No more involvement. Sorry. Yeah, you're not a group of friends. This is a company retreat. I, you like, pretty much hate everybody there. Like, fuck this. <laughs> but they do seem to like... Like, some of them seem to genuinely... I mean, they don't dislike each other, I guess. But... Yeah. But well, you could like as much as like you could like a coworker, you know. Yeah, but, yeah I think, exactly. but I do think they do that really well because you can see these like they they kind of the different areas of the department sort of being forced to go on this retreat together. So they all, they some sort of get along trying to be amicable, but you can see they're like you know Ugh. the salesman thinks he's above everybody else. You know the IT yeah. guys just get on with their yeah. shit and stay to themselves. Gordon, <laughs> the man who's prepared for everything, the little oh. boys get, They're like, we need some hammer and nails. Ah, oh, check on back. Oh, like you laugh, and then boom, a hammer and nails fall out. <laughs> This guy's like, pulled out a whole fucking thing of nails. Yeah. Like, it, was, it, like, it was a big ass fucking bag of nails. Uh, <laughs> and it's like a bulb had gone out. He's brought spare bulbs with him as well. I mean, he's like, bulbs and shit. Yeah. Like, dude, this guy was like prepared for he, see, this to happen. Out of all of these, he's the guy I want with me because he has everything. Right? This is the one you want on your zombie well, survival him, team. Him and Danny Dyer. <laughs> <laughs> Him and Danny Dyer, yeah, that's what you. Yeah. Mean. And I, that that one and that one girl, God, I can't remember her name, but the remember that guy that was attacking him and all that, like fell through the floor halfway, and she just like shot him in the face. I love uh, that. Maggie. Yeah, she was like just just shot him, like didn't like ask or question or anything, and yeah, I had a big shoot. That yeah, she's like, no, put this, you're dying. It wouldn't make that, sure yeah. double tap. It's so so many fucking movies do that where the girl is standing there and she's all shaking and crying and and you're sitting there going fucking shoot him and they never yeah. do and then they get overpowered and they die but no that's, she was not having nah, any of that that's shit. why I like this movie so much because all the way through it she is a badass you know it's like yeah. all the right, every time you're like going you, you're where well, you're normally questioning movies going why are you doing that she's no she's like no shoot him in the head Oh, oh yeah. she shot him down. He's fallen down. He's acting dead. She shoots him again just to make sure. Another yeah. guy, she knocks out. She's like, rather than they normally run away and hide. No, she crushes his face with a big rock, the yeah. heaviest thing she could lift. Yeah. No fucking letting up. I love how I, it should be in that rock, in that crushing the guy's face scene. I love that the first rock she went to pick up, she couldn't lift it. She's like trying. And yeah, she go to get a different yeah, rock. I remember the first time we watched this. <laughs> I was like, shit, that'd be me. Yeah. I said, the first time we watched it, that's exactly what we said. You're like, that's what I'd do. I'd pick up the big one and be like, oh, I can't lift it. I'll pick a smaller one. This is one. too heavy. <laughs> <laughs> I need a smaller rock. <laughs> 
But, um, but bless him, Gordon, like, that, that bear trap scene. Uh-huh. Yeah, he lost his leg, didn't he? He lost his leg. Well, yeah, he lost his leg very slowly. Like, he, they're, they're out Yeah, they doing... were trying to prise it open and <laughs> ended up ripping his leg off. Oh, poor bastard. No, that was quite upsetting, that was. Yeah, they were out doing this paintball team-building exercise. I don't know why I needed to say it like that, but I did. Anyways, and he steps in a bear trap. And they're trying to pry it open, and they keep losing their grip on it, and it just clamps back on his leg, and it happens oh, over God. and over again until he just his leg. <laughs> it's like three of times. It's such yeah. a I just left it. Just leave the bear trap on there. <laughs> yeah. Just cut, like, it's not staying down. Just fucking carry me somewhere, man. Like, you obviously fuck up at open bear traps. Like you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And, you know, at several points, people try to leave. They, they make the decision to leave. And, um, you know, because at one point, the girl in the glasses, glasses, Jill. Jill, very intelligent Jill, she sees a man outside of her window quite early on. And the manager's like, you know, she's like, right, I'm leaving. And he's like, oh, well, you know, sleep on it. And if you feel the same way in the morning, then we'll then we'll call for help. And the next morning, it just shows her stood there. And she's like, I feel the same way. I want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's changed. Fuck this. <laughs> wasn't she on the fucking uh, second story, too, wasn't she? And yeah. the guy was, like, in the trees. <laughs> yeah, they have all these, um, like, perches walkways. and walkways and things built up in the tree. And, and it's not like, you know... Swiss Family Robinson tree fort bridges yeah, or anything. Like, it's like one little or two beams. planks of wood just yeah. joining all the trees together. Couple so two by fours put together type shit. Yeah, but they so they've been hunting people out there for a while. And do we ever find out exactly what they are, what their faction is? They never say directly these guys are them, and they don't admit to it. But I think it's obviously addressed in the story at the beginning that it's yeah. this you know, criminally, mentally insane ex-military. Yeah. Can we address the the greatest scene, in my opinion, whenever the the dude went all America with the rocket launcher? Oh, God. God. (laughs) (laughs) America. America. patriotic theme and everything and then down a like commercial plane full of passengers (laughs) do you want to expand on that for the listeners yeah i will um well what were they they were like running up towards the house or whatever yeah they had they had escaped like him and they were the last two left just him him and maggie Maggie, escaped that had escaped and made it to the actual lodge they were supposed to be at he brought the hookers yeah or he had the hooker shit yeah he was at the actual place they were supposed to go to (laughs) and like uh they told him like oh hey shit dude there's like people killing us and shit and he was like dude i got this and like pulled out this rocket launcher (laughs) and like shot it at him and it just like curved up into the air (laughs) and just took down a passenger plane (laughs) (laughs) and meanwhile the the evil russian guys were just stood there like oh you're fucked now dude (laughs) you gotta say you know he if he was a real american he'd have brought more than one fucking missile that's all i'm saying (laughs) dude like after like and what happens after you do test it and say the first time it tests perfectly i mean you still want to shoot that bitch off another 10 times it's fucking awesome at least it shows that it didn't America. just work the one time and it will break. It shows that it can do multiple shots. Right. <laughs> you want it to work every single time. Exactly. You've got to show relay. And it's speed, fun. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> 
Exactly. So, shame on you, American guy. You've let your country down. He may like have brought another one, but he brought one out with him. Again, that's why, you know how they have the bullet belts? That's why they need missile belts like that. They go across your chest, but it's missiles. <laughs> they should do it think, like a missile. I don't think hat. we need more ideas on explosives. I think we're good no. on what we have. <laughs> they should do it like a missile hat, so it's like a headband, but it has the rockets pointing upwards, so you can just grab them down when you need them. But it looks like sort of a Statue of Liberty crown. Oh, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing democracy across the world. I'm going to patent that and send it to me in America. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody over there will make it, I guarantee it. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. It's things like that. The humor in this movie. Because I would, I, I mean, like Doghouse, I would, I would classify this as more of a comedy horror than just a straight horror. You've got a lot of really good gore in it, especially against poor Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> They and, and Jill. They get after they rescued him, right? Yeah. Because the Russians kidnapped him, or no? It was after he lost it. After they, he, he's he lost his leg. They dragged him into the leg. basement and started filleting him. And they were yeah. like barricading up in the house or whatever. Yeah. Well, he was yeah. sat there and he had lost his leg. He hadn't been like had filleting happened yet, and they gave him some ecstasy, didn't they? To yeah. take the edge off. So it'll he, make him feel better. And like I, I don't can know. Imagine I, the worst thing to take in that state. <laughs> That's what I, I was like. I mean, like heroin. Uh, hypothetically, you know, if I, you know, taken mass amounts of ecstasy, like <laughs> I assume from those experiences that I may or may not had, that, <laughs> that pain would be greatly intensified. Yes, <laughs> greatly intensified. And so he's on ecstasy, and they're set there chatting. Uh, Danny Dyer's character and Maggie, and while they're sat there chatting. Fuck it, because Danny Dyer obviously has taken some too, because, uh, well, you know. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> and the, the evil uh, ex-psychopath killers come up, drag Gordon back down to the basement through the tunnels to their little base, and just start cutting bits of his flesh off while he's on ecstasy. Yeah. I don't think anybody else got, like, <laughs> is, is it just me that's horrified by that? It's like, yeah. holy shit, that is the worst possible trip at you least, could ever have in your life. At least it wasn't on hallucinogens. I mean... Oh, God, no. Yeah. It could have been... <laughs> no, it's the same back to the goal, though. There's a few bits like the um, the sales guy. Um... Didn't he get beheaded? The sales guy? Yeah. yeah so... After they had that whole conversation throughout Harris. the movie about if the head was alive. It, 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 oh, after, yeah. yeah! But that's what made me laugh so much, because he was like, oh, your head stays alive for so many seconds after it's been decapitated all this time. She's like, no, no, that's rubbish. And when he's been decapitated, his head rolls forward. He, it's just he the look smiles, of, he, he? he looks it's what he realizes he's been decapitated just smiles like I was right that yeah, was his was, last thought because yeah. <laughs> I was right but yeah, that's been like, all over Jill's wandered <laughs> off into the woods because she can hardly see a thing without her glasses and he's been like yeah she goes full Velma tied to a tree with like razor wire hasn't she yeah yeah it's around her neck Set on and then gets and set then, on fire. And then gets burnt stuff. I mean, it's pe- the people. Uh, people that die in this movie fucking die. It's it's no, like, um. Didn't his like fucking gun jam? Like he was gonna like shoot her or some shit. And it's like was he was like out of ammo or J- something like that. And she was like, "Ha, huh, what are you gonna do now?" And like he like whooped out whipped out like a flamethrower. <laughs> 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 that was yeah. That was at the end when they were chasing. Uh... When that one was uh, uh, attacking Maggie and. Danny Dyer, Steve. Yeah. Steve right. Garrett, uh, right. And um, yeah, he pulls out a jams and it's the <laughs> where he rams the knife up the bloke's ass and then ki- he goes, This is going to work, mate. And then just kicks him backwards. Yeah. Oh. 
But so we've got we've got some really good gore. We've got some great kills in this movie, but the humor hits the mark every time. I was laughing, th- you know, for quite a bit of it. Um, it's well placed, well yeah, placed humor. Definitely, like when when Gordon loses his leg and they're like put it in the fridge and on the bus <laughs> to try to keep it. And it. Yeah, and it's got the shot from inside the fridge of Danny Dyer's character trying to put it in. Trying with to the like smush it, it in. And so he's there taking the, the off, taking the sock like, off, and squishing it in the fridge. <laughs> Like, well, get rid of the alcohol. <laughs> it's like, what, dude? Are you sure? Is that a thing? Like, well, do we do that? <laughs> we're going to have to drink it all before it gets warm. That's all we can do. <laughs> we forced our hand. <laughs> Which they should have done, because it would have made all their deaths a lot easier to deal with if they were just shit-faced drunk, I think. Right? <laughs> dude, if I'm going to get beheaded today, I want, you know, to I'm going to be inebriated. <laughs> but our killers are, are that, that stalk them, are, they're military, military trained. There's there's some really good scenes. I, I thought the way that the manager died was awesome. Because you hate him, th- you don't hate him, but he, he gets on your nerves through the whole thing. Because he's, he's a so proper fucking manager. managerial. He's yeah. just like, oh, come on, people, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, I just want to punch your smug face. And he's just like a big coward. Like, you could just tell. Like, he acts like he could, like, lead, be all this, but when it comes down to it, he's a little bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but until the until he, until he dies. Because remember, right. he was the one standing on that landmine. Exactly. And he just, you know, he waited for him, a few of them to get above him, and stepped off of it and was like, right, I'll yeah. take you fuckers out too. So, that's, you're like... That's why, like, how they made his character throughout the movie. Like, we were just like, oh, that guy. Like, I don't like that guy. It does and make you feel a bit bad for him, cool. though, because when he finally steps off with it, it doesn't go off straight away, so he technically would have had time to get away from it. Well, yeah, he would have... I don't see why I don't see why you wouldn't just like bolt off of it in the first place like dead sprint off that landmine just go just like anyways like yeah if you die you die but if you don't you don't you know I I think it would have been hilarious if they'd had him do that but every step he took he was stepping on a different landmine (laughs) (laughs) set like four of them in a row off click 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 what about the bus driver as well because the bus driver was the stunt driver oh god was it and, and I, th- I think we addressed this when we first recorded um, right <laughs> the, the, the bit where the bus crashes um, they, he was supposed to be at 20 to 25 miles an hour and when he was doing it he was like no no that's not good enough and he hit it at like 50 so they had to redo <laughs> the whole scene and write, redo the storyline to fit his crash <laughs> wow, nicely done. Yeah. Fucking stunt, stunt drivers, man. They're, they're, sh- they're bad shit. Yeah, it was supposed to be like, oh, flat tire, and it goes, blah, 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 rolls off over and stuff, and that was it. But he was just like, no, fuck it, and full on stacked the bus. <laughs> <laughs> so then it had to be, oh, right, how can we make this happen? <laughs> you, ever, you ever think stunt drivers just sit there at night and think, man, I fucking wish they'd remake Death Race again? <laughs> they should make Carmageddon the movie. Oh my god. I don't even know what that is, but I'd see the fuck out of that. It's yeah. a Carmageddon. Yeah, it's an old computer game where literally you, you, it was like a racing game, and you either won by beating everybody else or taking out every other driver. And you got more <laughs> points in time by running over pedestrians. It sounds like the beginning inspirations for Grand Theft Auto. And as you, you start off with your, your red racing car, but you upgrade to all the other racers' cars, which are like a combine harvester, right. a fire truck, right. uh, a souped-up one with blades on the front, and you can redo them yourself as well. It was great. And there was, <laughs> there was mods you'd get for it, so you could turn all the... Um, 
pedestrians into like Teletubbies or Star Wars characters. <laughs> oh, who'd want to run over a Star Wars character? I know, but I had great fun running over millions of Teletubbies. <laughs> oh God! So that that is basic. I, I, I mean, I, you know what? That's stupid. I sit here and say, oh, I don't want to give too much away, but we've already pretty much said fucking everything. Earlier on in the bus, I'm gonna give you the ending. How's that for a spoiler, motherfuckers? Take that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Um, earlier in the movie, when they're on their way to this lodge, Danny Dyer orders these two hookers. Because this is, they're not in England. They're in, like, where are they? Poland? Or Hungary? Or do you know where they're supposed to be? Yeah, so he orders a couple of hookers to show up at the lodge, which are partying with the American rocket launcher guy yeah, when they it, go to get saved. It, it was all filmed in Hungary, yeah. Oh, was it Hungary? Yeah. Oh, yeah, check that out. I actually remembered <laughs> something. <laughs> well done, you. I remembered something. <laughs> Um, While and drinking, the, which is quite impressive. Yeah, and the hookers are the ones that actually save the day in this movie, which I love. Sex workers unite, solidarity. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, uh, they, they save the day. It's down to Danny Dyer, Maggie, and that's that's the end scene, isn't it? Danny Dyer in a boat with Maggie and the two hookers holding him because he's been like stabbed, and they're the two. God, he gets fucked es- up, doesn't he? Yeah, but the two escorts are rowing the boat with him lay on, laying in Maggie's arms, and he's just like, for some. <laughs> <laughs> In true Danny's dire fashion. You see, all I could think when I saw that scene was, of course the hookers are the ones rowing the boat. Office workers don't know how to do anything useful. <laughs> well, yeah, dude, and they've already been paid, and they didn't really do their, like, attended job, so they gotta be fucking something, right? No, <laughs> you don't have to. You already got your money. <laughs> they could have just been like, fuck you. But no, these hookers gave right. a shit. They gave a shit. <laughs> they rowed the boat. Because they, they probably looked at each other and were like, these office workers don't know how to do jack shit. Well, you're going to have to row. Turned it with a machine gun at the end, save Maggie. Oh, yeah. They can fire machine guns. They can row boats. So, no. And to be fair, like, Danny was, like, stabbed. And the girl did, like, fall off, like, a balcony or whatever, trying to get away from that dude. Oh yeah, they got. I've been got, beaten by the other guy. She got. Yeah. Yeah, she, that's that's another thing. Like the, I'm not saying I really enjoy seeing like a woman getting her ass kicked in in movies, but I really loved the scene where she gets her ass kicked in this movie because it wasn't um it wasn't rapey, it was a bit rapey. Don't get me wrong, it was a bit rapey, but it wasn't like your usual like it was a proper fight. You know, it was realistic. Like, she was able to fight back. It wasn't just like he punched her once and knocked her out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, she was like, right. She it was got like a some fucking good shots battle. Like. Yeah, she got some good shots in. He got some good shots in. It was like an actual fight is, you know. Yeah. Um, and and you, I, I quite like that. I like a good fight. I like a good fight scene. That's why They Live is one of my favorite all-time movies, because that <laughs> fight scene, yo. But no, I, I did like the whole fight scene with, with Maggie in that, purely because she didn't go all girly, she didn't wimp out, she kicked his ass and then smashed Fucked his face up, in dude. and didn't let up you know, <laughs> until that, she knew he was dead, dead. I love her as a character because she didn't let up. Like, she she fought like her life depended on it, and a lot of times in these movies, they she don't. Did. They do stupid shit. They make stupid mistakes, and it makes me want to punch them in the face. Right. <laughs> it's stupid mistakes that make you root for the killer. Where you're just like, yeah, fucking dumbass killer. Go on. Chase her up. <laughs> She's there. Just wait. She'll come running through with her arms in the air in a minute. <laughs> 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 but 
yeah. That's why they always die in the Jason movies and the Mike Myers movies, because yeah. that's why they only have to walk so slow. They don't need to run. Yeah, they'll come <laughs> yeah. Stupid bitch will run around the corner and sit there waiting for you. <laughs> you know, without any weaponry. You know what? Or though? do anything. I, I know a lot of people say, oh, it's so sexist against women because they show women running the wrong way and doing all these stupid things. But if you think about the old slashers, at least the women know the killer's there. The guys never even know. They just suddenly get killed while they're doing some other shit, not paying attention. <laughs> so, so yeah, we've get, we've given you the ending. We've spoiled the shit out of it. Um, do you guys recommend it? Yes, very much so. It's awesome. No. <laughs> yeah, it's Dusty great. says yes. I say yeah. <laughs> no, you you can say no and say why. It's allowed. You and can no, I can edit it I'll too. Just, you say yes. Mess around. <laughs> <laughs> what do what do you guys want to um, rate this bad boy? Four. Was it out of ten? It's out of five. Out of five? Five hatchets. Out of out of five hatchets. That's not what right. I'm giving it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'd I, say, I'm, uh, I'm going to give it a definite four, I think, because it is a, a really well-based movie. There's not much you can pick fault at, at it, to be honest. I'm going to give it I'm gonna give it a three. Just just because, like, as a movie, it is, it is fucking awesome. Like, it is amazing. I love it. But as, like, a horror movie to, like, make me feel terror... It doesn't really... I mean, it's gory, which is great. Don't get me wrong. But it doesn't give me terror, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna, movie. <laughs> I'm going to give it three as well. I do I do recommend it. I mean, it's worth a watch. But it's not something that I'd watch over and over again. It's not something that's... You know, it's just one of those movies that... It's a movie. You know, you see it, and it's not awful. It doesn't suck. It's not great. It's just... You see it, and you're like, it's fun. But you never watch it again, and you never th- really think about it again. <laughs> like, um, it's it's got a, like I said earlier, the humor does. I'm land. a lot more easygoing than you guys. <laughs> I really am. The, the humor does land. It is funny in a lot of parts. Uh, the gore is good, you know. But yeah, it's not good enough to go past three. I don't think. Yeah, it's just a movie. Like I said, it's it's a movie right. that, that that you watch it's and you never think it's, about. But it's. But yeah, it's, it's good. good. Yeah, but it's like you said, it, it's really, it's really just one of those kind of movies you've watched that was like, oh yeah, that's awesome, and you forget about it. Yeah, and you never watch it again <laughs> until somebody brings it up, and they're like, oh you're yeah, like, I've oh, seen that. Yeah. <laughs> we should totally watch it. It's so great. And, and then you, you watch never it do. Like, hey, that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I think the first time you see it, you're like, yeah, that's pretty good. And then after that, if you watch it again, you're like, yeah, it's pretty good. But, you know, it, yeah, I, do. I don't think I, I need to ever watch it. Again I, I do now. admit it's one of those movies that once you know what's going on in the background and all the story behind it, you kind of like ruins yeah. that whole plot line for you. When you whenever after you already know like what what these people are, you yeah. know, because like you didn't know for the longest time, and you you only hear like what they say, you know, the stories that they tell and all that, yeah. but you don't really know, you know. And a lot of the impact comes from the humor, like Gordon's bear trap scene. <laughs> which is gory, but it's not. I mean, you know, I, I guess we could be sick individuals for finding it funny, but it's funny, okay? Like, it's pretty it's funny. funny. <laughs> and and that, I think that has more impact the first time you watch it. And then, yeah, I get what you guys are saying. Yeah, yeah. totally get what you guys are saying. So, um, so not yeah. amazing, but pretty good. It's not a, I watchable, mean, but not rewatchable. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I recommend it. That's about as far as I go. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Yeah. If you have, yeah. you'll know what we're talking about. Watch it. Watch <laughs> it the one time. You know, if you've got nothing, if you're like chilling at home in the afternoon and you've got nothing to do, 
you know, throw it on kind of thing. You know, no, fuck it. Even if you have to work, fuck work. Watch this movie. <laughs> I be, it's not a fuck work movie. And then realize what kind of mistake you've made. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was late to work with this? God damn it, it's not worth it. <laughs> it was good, but it wasn't miss work good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I might have to start writing movies by that. Yeah, it's good, but not miss work good. <laughs> miss work for it. <laughs> This one was awesome. This is totally Colin sick territory. <laughs> this one's no need to bathe work. <laughs> well, it, it was awesome having you on. Is there anything that you're working on that you want to promote or anything like that? No, not at the moment. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. That was that was like the shortest promotions uh, of all time. That was that was awesome. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't wait to not hear the things you're not working on. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's great to not say the things I'm not working on. That's news. Dude, you should like start a podcast or something, and then next time you're on, you can be like, "I am doing something." <laughs> I'm gonna start a podcast about what I'm not doing. You fucking should. People That's would genius. listen to it, dude. Just That's a whole, whole pack of it. I go right today. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that is fucking genius. You totally should. <laughs> Today I was gonna go shopping, but I didn't. <laughs> so guess what I get to not do? You know what I did? Eat nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh my guys, God. I'm gonna take a 15 minute break and not listen to this song. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, and then just then just play like a song's length of silence. <laughs> you can fill it in with whatever you want. I'm not listening to three this minute fifty eight of just dead air. <laughs> oh my god, you should totally do that. Or you could do it as a YouTube channel. Like this day, you'd be like, "Hi guys," and then just walk off. <laughs> and just leave the camera pointing at a blank wall. So, so, so that brings us to a a uh, an end to this week's this month's Black Anis Horror Podcast. Thank you all for joining us. We are exclusively on Legion Podcasts. Again, come and join the Facebook group. Come and chat with us. Don't email because we never, ever, ever, ever check it. And uh, yeah, you can find us on iTunes. Apparently, we're supposed to tell you guys to give a uh, to give us a rate and review, but um, it just seems weird to me. Like, I don't know. I don't feel comfortable being like. Hey, brah, rate my show, man. Don't forget to like so, and subscribe. No. If you like it, feel free to, but don't feel pressured. Yeah, yeah, really not fussed about it. I mean, honestly, I'm kind of surprised anyone listens yeah, we, to us we, ramble on like we, this. We, we do this for the fun of it. So, um, so We yeah. don't do it for the likes, man. We don't do it for the likes. We do it because we we're bored. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us, Dusty. Thank, it's good to be here. Thank you. Bye. See you later. Bye. Bye.